Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast, Baseball Family. I am Brad, and as per usual, I'm joined to my right by our guy Brig. Heyo! Heyo! All right, well, so we're going to do something a little bit different this week than what we've... I think we've done this once before. I don't I don't recall off the top of my head. But anyway, we had an excellent interview with Matt Rollins of Anchor Bats. And it's a little bit longer than what our episodes typically are. So we thought that we would just go, no current events this week, and we're just going to send you straight into this interview because we did not want to rob you of any of this conversation. So here we go, Matt Rollins with Anchor Bats right now. Welcome back to the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. Today we are joined by Matt Rollins of Anchor Bats. We're here in the shop. <laughs> I mean, we've got bats everywhere. We've got machinery, and we're very excited. This is fantastic. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been great. So before we get too much into the bats and the business and everything, we like to give all of our guests what we call a rundown, a little baseball thing for you, um, or it's just rapid-fire random questions. Most are baseball-related. Others are not. Okay, we'll you ready? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but let's <laughs> go. All right. So first question we ask all of our guests, what is your quest? Uh, make a difference. I would say that. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, um, we can do bats, we can do whatever we want to do, but life's short, just make a difference in whatever you do. So Awesome. It's per- that might be the best answer we've ever had. Yeah. So yeah. We can cut it and just... It's the, the end. No. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, <laughs> question two, Matt. What is your favorite color? Uh, blue. Blue. Is it a specific shade of blue? Are you a navy guy? Or? You know, maybe a little bit in between navy and royal. Uh, I don't know. I can roll with any, any kind of blue. Any blue. Yeah, any cool. blue. Down with that. All right, with that. cool. All right, if you could make a bat out of any non-traditional wood, so forget ash, maple... Birch, uh, even birch, birch right? yeah. yeah. What would you make a bat out of? Oh man, that's a that's a great question. Um, there's some. I don't even know the like the t- like the actual name of it, but there's some wood in Hawaii that's like really really awesome. Every once in a while they'll do it with like specialty guitars. Mm. Um, I would think something like that, and just keep it you know keep it a very natural look. Um, it's got kind of like a rosewood look to it, oh, so. Yeah. Um, I have to look it up, but I didn't think I was going to ask that kind of question. <laughs> so I didn't know like the, the actual species name of it. A lot of good figuring, natural figuring. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's really neat. That's cool. Yeah, that is. Uh, next question for you. When do you think MLB will start allowing players to have personalized and customized bats on the field? Like every day, not just like on players weekend, use. but every yeah. day. Never. <laughs> yeah, never. I mean, anything could happen. But with the current regime, I see there being absolutely never that yeah. it would take place. I think it's going to take a major cultural shift um, for anything like that to start to start taking place. Yeah, I'll be honest when you when you started to say anything, uh, I, I thought you were going to say anything fun. MLB immediately shuts down. Yeah, Rob Manfred shuts it down. That was like the first thought I yeah. had. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. All right, you're a celebrity guest on a game show. What is the game show? I would say I would like it to be Jeopardy, but I would lose. Um, maybe Wheel of Fortune. I would say Wheel of Fortune. I grew up watching both of those. Yeah. So a little bit of a sentimental value, but 
you know, I like that. But I would also be down for like Amazing Grace or something like that. Okay. Um, if that falls in the technical game show yeah. category, yeah, I think but so, yeah. that would be fun, and you can win a million bucks. Yeah, you know, can't beat a million bucks. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that would, honestly, that would be the only driving force. So. <laughs> Just I wouldn't want to chasing do it for the any money, other reason. Right? Yeah, chasing the money, building bats in a two-car garage, chasing the money. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> awesome. absolutely. So, which pitcher, current MLB pitcher, are you going to take yard? Ooh, um, you know, like. That's a tough question. Um, I would like to say someone throwing really hard and f- just flat. Yeah. Because that gives me the best chance, maybe after seeing a couple pitches, uh, to luck up and square one up. But maybe if that's not the case, um, I would say, you know, I, th- I think I could do okay with Chapman. You know, he, th- yeah. he throws pretty straight. Yeah. He throws hard. You know what's coming yeah, for, the, for, the, for the most part. For sure. Um and then if not, maybe a guy like Hendricks with Chicago. Kyle mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, like I think I could handle him all right. I think most guys are taking Hendricks yard these days anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw opening day, and it was just, I don't know. I mean, most, most time he has more movement, but he was, yeah. he was pretty flat. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So, All right, if baseball was an ice cream, what flavor would it be? Uh, I would say vanilla because it's pretty bland, you know. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Sometimes. so I mean, it tastes good. Yeah, you know, it does the job. Mm-hmm. You know, you get full from it, but there's not too much swag or anything out there with it. So I would just go with vanilla. But and it's still refreshing on a hot summer. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Listen, I love vanilla. I eat it every day. Yeah, but you know, it's not extreme by any sense. Yeah, and you know, sure. vanilla is my favorite flavor. Maybe that's why I like baseball so much. <laughs> there you go. They go hand in hand. Yeah. All right. Last question we have for you, Matt. If uh, we want to know what milestone in baseball's future do you want your bat associated with? Wow, that's another good one. Um, I would say one of two. Either it to be used by, if there ever is a guy that hits 400 again, um, that would be really cool. Oh, man. So I think that would be, you know, a, a awesome one. Um, you know, if you got a if you got a guy that's hitting a lot of home runs, it gets a little bit more notoriety as well. So you know, if somebody uh, challenges Bonds with with you know making a run at it, that would be cool as well. Yeah. So I kind of one extreme to the other, like either a guy hitting a lot of a lot of bombs and or um, a guy that goes you know four hundred for the year. Amazing. Do you think we'll ever see 400? Golly, I don't. Um, yeah. I mean, well, you know what? Maybe if if the game's mentality starts to change a little bit from just, you know, uh, exit velo and launch angles and a lot of the stuff that this with it to net today. And I'm not, I'm not against, you know, any kind of technology that's being utilized, but it's I think it's taken away from a lot of the game. Um, and guys are maybe more concerned with like what a spin rate, you know, what was my spin rate today rather than like, Hey, you lost the freaking game. So yeah, just figure out that kinesthetic feel of what you were doing before you knew what a spin rate was. And I think, I think it's a little bit of a learning curve right now that players and organizations are going through. Um, yeah, that's, that's another long topic, but <laughs> organizations have really started. We, we've noticed that even just in our outside but kind of inside ability that we've had with a game 
just so much has taken place because we get asked the question, well, like, hey, what can the exit velo be off of one of your bats? Or I'm like, I mean, you're the one swing. You know, you know like, yeah. so there's – How strong are you? Yeah, so there's, there's <laughs> like a lot that. of, like, questions that were being asked that yeah. we were never asked before. Um, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic for, for certain, you know, for sure. Yeah. And we have some follow-up questions about that specific stuff. We're going to get to that baseball family. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We'll continue the conversation. If you're anything like me, you wish you could read more, but life has you up and moving at breakneck speeds, driving back and forth to work, dropping off and picking up kids from school, cleaning the house and much, much more. When do I have time to sit and read an actual book? That's why I use Audible. I can turn my car into a rolling university with Tom Verducci. I can investigate the 1919 Black Sox scandal while vacuuming my stairs. So if you want to learn from Joe Torre, Jackie Robinson, and Jeff Passan, you can with Audible. Click the link in the description to get your first month free and support the Baseball Together podcast. Just put it on. No, I told you I don't want to. It'll be fine. No, Brig. I don't want to get punched in the face. It's way more fun than you think, I promise. You're the crazy one, not me. It's Venom. It's the best. You'll be fine. I don't care how good the equipment is. You're always saying how important content is. It'll be good content for YouTube and TikTok. I'm not going to let you punch me in the face. Do it for the gram. Brig says I have to read this. Whether you need new gloves, a heavy bag, or performance apparel, Venom.com is the place to shop. You can support our show and get 10% off when you use the link in the description. Just be careful who finds your stuff. It might say more about your friends than it does about you. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to continue our discussion with Matt Rollins here. He's the owner and founder of Anchor Bats. And Matt, we have a bunch of questions for you. I mean, obviously, you're in a two-car garage. This is your entire production facility. And how long have you been doing this? My dad and I started, you know, I, I would say uh, kind of messing around with it. Like, we knew. Like, there wasn't any, like, trial period of, like, hey, let's see if we could do it. It was more like we're either going to commit to it or we're not, mm. you know. So we committed. I quit my job relatively abrupt from the outside in people were like oh my gosh like would you quit for yeah but it was months in process of of kind of navigating through what it would look like he kept his for a while and then we you know figured it all out to you know to a degree and uh but we're going on our seventh year uh this will be our fifth i believe of major league baseball approval um and you know each year we're getting a little bit better and yeah dialing it in a little bit more so now does the process is it what are you dialing in is it the production line is it the marketing capability like the efficiency you know all of the above i personally did not know the science that was going to come along with making a bat um not that i thought it was going to be easy but we've spent more than i would like to admit on trying to figure out like finishes and you know, what's the hardest finish this out there? What's going to make the bat the safest? You know, what kind of products can we implement that are legal, uh, but yet make the bat structurally stronger? Um, so there has been a lot of science this, this you know, kind of came along with, with making a bat. And it was two years before we realized any of that was even going to be necessary. Hmm. So as we grew and as our name started to 
started to you know pick up a little bit uh, internally we knew we wanted to be a high quality product now we could have stayed in another lane and been fine with where we were but by wanting to be a top quality product uh, we you know we had to figure it out so what lane uh, a lane of you know perceptionally and you know reality uh, even though some of the things are tough to measure but of being you know the best bat on the market to to be something to where people are like not only hey i like this brand i like the direction i feel like i'm part of the community um but also man they make a really really good product like the best product and you know when your customer base starts swearing by you're the best out there then that's the kind of word of mouth that you know does good yeah for sure what lane did you come out of you said you transitioned that mindset yeah, well, I mean, we thought we were already making a really good product. Mm-hmm. And then we had some pro guys say, hey, um, you need to work on X, Y, and Z. And the initial was to kind of like, hey, what are you talking about? You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, you know, it kind of bow up a little bit. And then it was like, hey, you know, if we're serious about being the best product that we can be and, you know, hopefully perceived in the market, then – we're going to have to listen and we're going to have to make these adjustments and figure it out. So, you know, from meeting with botanists to meeting with scientists to meeting with, uh, you know, chemists that are talking about finished products. And I mean, this, there's a lot more to it than we initially had, had thought there to be. So do you have like a a proprietary finish that you guys use that's like specific to you? Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely use a product that's custom uh, based on certain you know, uh, things that we said, Hey, these things need to take place. Mm -hmm. Um, and it needs to be within the scope of being legal. You know, we can't insert certain things into the wood to make it like a metal bat, um, from, you know, from a structural perspective, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we work with a lot of people over the years and have, and and it's a continuum, you know, like we're constantly dialing in the product, to to make it better and and make it stronger and more durable. I mean, it's a wood bat, so it could break. People will say, you know, how long is this thing going to last me? I'm like, well, it could last you one swing or it could last you, you know, forever. So it really just depends on where you hit the, hit the ball at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We found that out earlier today. Um, yeah, Brad broke a bat. Broke a bat at the Greenville <laughs> Drive Stadium. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens. So fast. Right in the batting cages. Yeah. It was yeah. only going 20 miles an hour. It was so not going fast at all. <laughs> it, was so it wasn't that slow. We, uh, we were on a, uh, a show that, um, that was on national TV a couple of years ago, and they were like, hey, we want you to take BP. And it was actually at the Drive Stadium. Yeah. And I broke a bat during the pee. And I was like, please do not put that on. You know? So, I mean, I haven't swung a bat like that. Yeah. You know, they were like, hey, if you can, hit one out. And I'm like, it's not like, yeah, okay. you know, telling a dog to sit and just want him to do it. So I was like, crap. So, um, so you know, I'm amped up. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. It's freezing cold because it's March and it's like a, a cold spurt. And uh, I took two bats with me, fortunately. And yeah. Like halfway through the round, I ended up freaking letting one get on my hands and snapped it. And I was like, yeah. cut. Let's go ahead and cut. <laughs> uh, so, it, yeah, it happens. That's awesome. So, I got to know, what is the process? Like, what does it take to get the bat in the hands of a major leaguer? Man, it's, it's you know, that's a, that's a great question. It's a little bit different for every company. Um, for us, it's just word of mouth. Um, we go a little bit more of a, not in a weird way, but like developmental of a relationship. Um, we don't really service too many guys that I don't know. Um, 
And it's not like a prerequisite of like, hey, you have to personally speak to me and go to dinner (laughs) you know, before we'll make your bat. But, you know, this is an industry that's very uh, unique from the perspective that, um, you know, guys will swing multiple companies, maybe in the same series. Like, I mean, crap, even Harper, he'll swing three different bat companies in one game. Um, wow. I mean, that's not every every game, but, you know, I've, I've seen them before use us, use Victus, and use another uh, Chandler, all in the same, like, game. Wow. And yeah. you're like, what in the world? So that's not very common, but there's not much loyalty. Um, we don't have any contracts with our players or anything like that. So mm. the loyalty typically only exists when there's money exchanged. Um, but we've tried to be diligent about forming relationships with guys that – you know, my, my kind of my thing is like, if I can see the player going out to dinner with my wife and daughter, you know, and myself, you know, after a game or something like that, then that's the kind of guy we want. Yeah. If it's a guy that like I can't have my family around because they're a loose cannon, um, we just typically even just steer away from that. Yeah. So. Wow. So it is being curated on both sides, right? The relationships, yeah. Oh, personalities, yeah. Yeah. and then the quality of the product. Yeah, and then you have the agent that usually comes in between oh, at yeah. some point during that process of yeah. like, hey, what are you doing talking to the player directly? You're supposed to be speaking to me. And I don't know. So it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit of touch and go with you know, certain, certain people that are out there. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, yeah. so it really is. It's, it's very intriguing. And that, that's a lot of the nuances that I like. I had no idea. You know, I mean, I played the game and – you know, I understood like, so I can talk the, you know, I can talk with guys yeah. and relate to them, but, um, there's a lot of interesting things that take place that you're just like, man, really? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I, you mentioned Bryce Harper. Was he the first guy in the bigs who used your batter? Who was the first so, guy? So honestly, it's this, it, it is a miracle of God's story. And my wife and I and our daughter happened to be at the game. No idea he was going to be using us. Zero idea. Really? Zero idea. And we were, we had pretty good seats, and we were like 10, 12 rows back maybe. First at, first at bat, he came out with another company. And, I mean, I didn't, like, I wasn't there ex- anticipating him to use our product. Yeah. Second AB, he comes out using us. And at that point, I literally, like, I am not kidding, like, I started sweating. Um, (laughs) My heart was going like a thousand miles an hour. And when I played, I never got nervous. And, you know, you know, some good nerves, but like never like this. And, you know, I was literally, I can't remember everything, but I was praying like, dear God, please don't let him break this bat. I don't care necessarily if he strikes out, hits, you know, it'd be great if he hits a home run, but like, just do not let him shatter this bat for our first ever major league, you know, official plate plate appearance. But I mean, that's a pretty big name to have as your first AB. That's a um, huge one. So it was it was one of those things to where, you know, we kind of gave that internal fist pump of saying, yeah. "Oh man, this is this is crazy." Like, so how did you find Bryce Harper? He had to buy a bat before he took it up to the plate, though. Uh, you know, social media is how a lot of guys reach out. Okay, they'll reach out and say, "Hey." Looks like you make a good product. You know, I'd like to get a few. Um, that's not how it always goes. Mm. But, mm. you know, Harper's a one. He's not afraid to reach out to guys and, and talk. And mm. I like him. Um, I mean, I don't have, like, a best bud relationship with him by any means. Sure. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that'll say Merry Christmas, you know. Yeah, that's cool. So that's and, – and we're not, like, his go-to company. So it lets me know, like – 
he's a pretty decent guy to reach out to, you know, me in a freaking two car garage saying, <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially with a guy like Bryce Harper gets a bad rap for being a bad guy on the field. Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the guard that you go into conversations with certain players. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. oftentimes the guys that have uh, kind of that bad rap are the, the best guys and the guys that I'm like, no one knows who you are outside of your cousin and like your second grade teacher. <laughs> and you're the one that's the most difficult to deal with. Yeah. Um, so it, it really is kind of crazy like that. All, oftentimes the bigger name guys are the ones that are kind of the most welcoming. Wow. Um, so yeah, we've, I found that and you know, that's, that's my scenario with it. So, um, or my experience rather. So it's, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's been interesting. Yeah. So, we were talking about that actually on the way over here about like, Guys are so different on the field, have that yeah. on-field, on-field yeah. persona, and then, like, off the field, they're so much nicer. Yeah. They're yeah. so different people. That's really cool. Yeah. You can, or you sometimes, and it's, sometimes it's been it's been the opposite. Like, yeah. yeah. There's exactly. guys there that are, like, for sure. you know, city fan favorites, and then when you see them, as soon as the camera's off of them, you're like, come on, man. Like, mm. don't, don't be like that, you know? Yeah. So, but, you know, I get it. It's a business, and yeah. um, some people – take it a little extreme and others not so much so yeah. so i have a question about the uh turning models and mm-hmm. the flare on the knobs and yep all the all the different ways that you can manipulate the bat's feel and performance yep how do you like where did you start with the shape itself and what has evolved since well from playing like i knew what i liked yeah and I, I did notice that, like, hey, the, quote, professional models are better than, like, what you would find at a big box store. Yeah. They just feel better. So early on, we said, well, why would there be certain models for pro guys and certain models for, like, amateurs? Yeah. Like, they all should feel really good. So, you know, we started with nothing. So our kind of idea was let's try to have – no throwaway models. Like, let's let everything be something to where if a guy picks it up, they're like, hey, I like this. Now, they might, they will gravitate toward one, you know, model or another of traditional or flare or somewhere in between mm-hmm. or, you know, in balance or, you know, some, some in weight to it, overbalanced. And, you know, there's all those little, you know, unique things that players are looking for. But uh, we, we took it pretty serious of like, hey, let's figure out the best. Now, we worked with a couple of phenomenal guys that helped us from an engineering perspective because we're not engineers. And they came alongside and were just like, hey, we've got our full-time jobs, but you know, we'll help you as much as we can. And they, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be where we are just because of the perspective that you know, I can send them a text at 1030 and say, hey, I just got this bat. Is there any way we can you – know, we'll spec it out. We'll send it to you. Can you, you, know, can you help design it out for us? Um, wow. and they're like spot on perfect with it. Wow. So, you know, if it weren't for those two, we'd, we'd be in a much different position of where yeah. we are right now. And are we talking, this is the math, right? These are the. Metrics. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah. And it's just from like, so when it's like, if a player sends a bat into us and they want that bat, like, yeah. Hey, we want this bat and it needs to be exactly like this. So we send it in. And then they can make modifications to it because uh. the guy's like, hey, I want this exact bat, but I want it to feel more balanced. Right. And, you know, they can do their magic and take stuff out of certain areas without yeah. changing the profile. And 
it's kind of like witchcraft. I don't know. Right. But it's they, black magic. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they do it, and they're really, really good at uh-huh. it. And they just they love baseball, yeah. and they've kind of bought into the idea of, of Anchor and, you know, what it is that we're doing. And, you know, they, uh, they've been really good to us. So you've – sorry, I don't mean no, to keep good. going, but Go you've ahead. mentioned a couple of times this thing we're doing and who we are and what we're about and this – your culture, right? You're building a culture around your brand. Yeah. What is that? Are there pillars? Do you have like a mission statement? Is there a... I mean, we've gone through a lot of that over over time um, with, you know, with like the help and the direction of people much more intelligent than myself of like, hey, you need to have a Gantt chart developed. And I'm like, I don't even know what a Gantt chart is. So like, <laughs> don't do it. It's you know, terrible. And, yeah. and it's just, you know, so so many like things that I'm like, in the world yeah but i've always tried to be which this isn't very difficult but the dumbest person in the room so that i can learn from people who have been there and you know done things exceptionally well and whatever their field might be so you know whether it's sales or marketing or production or distribution yeah. you know find the smartest people that will allow you to you know to ask questions and learn from them mm. um and that's been s- something that we've you know we've been very intentional about and, you know, because at the end of the day, like, if this was our end goal of being in a two-car garage, man, that's that's not a very big dream. Right. So our dream is, like, we want to be international. We want to be, like, we want to be something that's lasting. And um, even if my dad and I aren't the ones to take it to that point, yeah. you know, we were in on the inception of it and the creation of it. Like, if it can just keep going and we feel like it has that ability to be something uh, globally, that's you know, it's a recognizable name, it's a recognizable logo, it's a recognizable, you know, uh, company brand that could be out there that people can resonate with. So, mm. you, know, you know, like a, a quick, like we had no idea she was going to do it, but Brittany Aldine, or however they like to pronounce it, yeah, right. Uh, she, you know, she was wearing our hoodie headed down to Augusta National last night, wow, and posted wow. a picture on Instagram and. Um, like the only reason I knew is because a ton of people were tagging like, Hey, is she part of, you know, anchor? And I'm like, yeah, she just, I guess she just likes the logo and she's, you know, she's wearing the product. So that, those are things to where, you know, I have no relationship with them. So it's not like they're doing a, uh, like a friend favor um, to wear stuff. And she didn't tag us in or anything like that. That was just like her active wear of what she was wearing. Oh man. Talk Um, about validation. Yeah. So (laughs) those are, those are the kind of things that, you know, it, it just makes it to where it's like that little nugget. Like when you're just tired and just ready to be like, I'm done with it. Let me just go out and get a nine to five that, you know, I can make X amount of dollars doing and have health insurance and all this kind of stuff. Right. And people, people, people have no clue. Like we've sacrificed everything we, we have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a risk that we were willing to take. And, you know, you hope for the best, but mm-hmm. reality can be, you know, not the best. For sure. And we've lasted longer than a lot of people thought we would. And, you know, we've been undercapitalized. We're fighting against people with budgets, you know, yeah, a hundred thousand times greater than ours. Sure. And, yeah, you know, so it's, it really is interesting to, to see. And that's a little bit of a tangent, but th- there's no like, hey, this is the ethos of our business or yeah. anything like that. But it's, uh, we have certain principles that we definitely try to adhere to, but no like strong resounding mission statement that we're yeah, putting out. Yeah, no, that's good. I actually think that they're often a waste of time. Yeah. As, depending on the scale of your business. Well, for me, like after I like looked at it for five straight days of just trying to do some homework that a guy had sent me, I'm like, I don't even know 
know what. Right. <laughs> I, what is it? Like, is this going to help me make bats? I could have made better bats. Right and I was sitting here in pros. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand the principle behind it. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Where we are right now, it's not going to help us be a better business. Cool. Um, I like that. So. That's awesome. I'm big into the names of companies. Where did where did you get the name Anchor Bats? So that was uh, one to where we did what you were supposed to do. We hired a consultant to say, hey, help us figure out a name. Um, every name of the hundred that they came up with was just horrible. <laughs> and, you know, that went on for probably a couple months. You know, it was first like, hey, let's have this exploratory session. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk through what are some of the things you would like to see in a logo and in a name and all this kind of stuff. And then in two weeks we'll present and then we'll dwindle the list down and we'll, like, we'll keep going through it. And after the first two times, I was like, man, there's not even a name that's even – I don't know what, what I'm looking for, but it's not any of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was such a disconnect. And the guy was really talented, but he just, like, we just weren't meshing. Yeah. Um, so at that point, my wife is from South Georgia. And I said, listen, by the time, like, because we got to get a logo. Like, we got to get this thing going. Right. Um, by the time we get to your mom's place in Tifton, Georgia, which is about five hours away, we need to have a name. And she's like, yeah, we've been trying that for, like, two months. <laughs> So how are we going to do that? So we, you know, basically just started out kind of like with a list of putting certain things together. We're, we're, uh, we're Christians, you know, as a family. And we're like, it'd be awesome to put something that has like our faith related into it, but we don't want to be like the Jesus Christ back company, right, you right. know, or anything that's like making it appear that we're using that as a crutch. Sure. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of times people use things as a crutch to make a crappy product. Yep. And we were like, we don't want to do that, but if we can incorporate something, I would like for there to be a logo that whether you're living in Japan or Australia or, you know, Greenville, South Carolina and anywhere in between, like you can look at it and it's like an international symbol. So we were looking through stuff. She's like thumbing through the Bible and like around Macon, Georgia, which is roughly an hour and a half from her, from where her mom was living. Um, Anchor just kept coming up. Mm. And then by the time we got there, I called my dad. I'm like, hey, are you cool with the name Anchor? And he's like, yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> so we, uh, we, that was it. Yeah. So it was a you know, two-month process to end up taking five hours. And yeah. like, the rest is history. Well, so it's awesome. kind of providence, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know. what it's supposed to be. It feels right. Yeah, so it, it definitely was a thing to where when we first said it, you know, my uh, Delecta and I were talking, and we were like, yeah, we like that, but let, let's keep going. Uh-huh. Sure. And then, hey, what do you think about Anchor? Like, it just kept coming back. Yeah. And then for like 90 miles, it kept coming mm-hmm. back. And then we were like, yep, that's it. Let's go. We should take a 90-mile test next time we come up with something. We should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with it. And we had like a three-year-old in the back of the car, five-year-old, yeah. you know, whatever she was at the time. So it was some divine intervention of yeah. keeping our sanity while doing that. But yeah, that um, – I heard an interview with Bill Simmons one time. He's like, naming something is the hardest part of it. He's like, you can come up with every concept, how you're going to run it, what you're going to do, everything, how you're going to make money with it. He's like, but coming up with the name, the right name is so hard. And we, I mean, between the podcast and other stuff that we're doing with it, like, absolutely. It's tough. We're in the middle of that right now. So, yeah, we get it. And then it's kind of, you know, like, at some point, we'll not that we'll no longer be anchor, but like, there's some rebranding that takes Mm -hmm. place and kind of like, you know. This was us seven years ago, but, you know, we've refined who we are and what we're doing. So mm-hmm. let's be able to bring that into the, you know, this isn't our forever. 
So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's been, it's been unique for That's sure. Cool. Yeah. So how how do you compete with these companies that have bigger budgets and they can leverage all of the testing and all of the new materials and you know i mean because you've got some heavy competition oh yeah yeah no that's that's a great question and a tough question it's one we ask ourselves often but at the end of the day we we kind of have an approach that right or wrong you know just keep your head down stay in your own lane now when i say stay in your own lane you have to look at what other people are doing yeah because at the end of the day they're the ones that have the money for market research they have the money for a lot of other things so it's like, well, we don't want to copy them, but if there's a certain shift that's taking place, mm-hmm. they have the money and the ability via their employees or whoever they're paying to figure that stuff out. So, you know, let's let's pay attention. Um, let's don't copy, but let's pay attention. Yeah. So um, there's a little bit of that that's going on for sure. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like it's like, hey, we're not trying to compete with Slugger. They make a million wood bats a year. Yep. And, you know, one of the things that I think, um, and not, I'm not, well, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting for some of the people that have been around a long time that they have the mindset more so of, well, this is the way it's always been. And that can get you in trouble as well. Like, I'm not saying change just to change, but sometimes change is kind of necessary and mandated um, by, by just the market. Yeah. So you you do have to listen, um, and if not, you can get yourself in a squirrely position, you know, pretty quick. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you a question about knobs. Yeah, so boring. But no, it's like, not boring to me. That's yeah. like such an important part of the bat. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Is there like a certain? Is there like a favorite thing that you have specifically to make? Is there? Because I see what's that? Probably twenty up there. Yeah, it's something like that. Twenty twenty-five. Yeah. Is there like a specific knob that is like signature to anchor, or do you just go with whatever the players want or whatever? You well, I mean, yeah, all of the above. Um, for me, it's like. I want every bat outside of like a guy, you know, like there's one right here that has a very unique flair to it, like almost like a no knob. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not for me, but that was for a specific player. Like this one here. And yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, those two are very, very similar. Yeah. And that's not one that I would want to use. Right. Um, but the majority of every other knob we have, like we have 500 models um, you know, it might be, hey, it's this knob with this barrel. Mm-hmm. Like it's a YC knob with a 243 barrel, or it's a YC with an I-13 barrel. And like, mm-hmm. but that counts as two models. You know, mm-hmm. like internally in our system, that's two models. Right. Um, so there's a lot of like little changes that take place. Like we had a guy that just sent one in, and he was like, hey, I swing an I-13. I'm like, oh, well, we've got an I-13. He said the company name. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got that one. He's like, no, well, this one's a custom and I'm like well we don't have the custom I-13 that you have because you're the only one that has it so if you want us to make that same one you need to send it in to us we'll spec it out and I mean it was different enough to where we wouldn't have passed the the test if we would have sent in ours Um, but you know it's a big company that has like probably 20 versions of that same model right Um, and it was at the end of the day like for example like if our I-13 and don't hold me to this number, but just hypothetically, if it's a 0.95 inch handle, this was a 0.98 inch handle, and the knob, you know, at the biggest point instead of 2.05 inches was like 2.03, just like little things yeah. like that. 
But for a player, like the majority of guys are like, yeah, that feels different. Yeah. Um, now I have seen a lot change. Um, it felt like when I was growing up and playing that it was like, oh, I swing a 243 or I swing a 271 or I swing a P72. Like they were given like very – like even young guys knew like, hey, this is what I swing. Yeah. And now guys are like, well, I want one this black mat. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, what model do you want? I want the black mat model. And, <laughs> and I mean, some are even pros. So it's really? – Yeah, there's, uh. there's, a, there's a major shift that's taken place to where when we first started, we were so intentional behind our models – that, you know, we probably wasted a lot of time, energy, and effort with it. And then as time has progressed, guys are like, I just want the finish to look really good. Yeah. And because they put, you know, skin on, like lizard skin on the bat, mm-hmm. and it changes the knob anyway. It makes right. the handle thicker. Like there's all these things that, right. like, they're changing yeah. already. So it's kind of like, I just want a bat that looks good and yeah. is hard. Okay, cool. Like, well, and that's why we asked earlier about the players every day you know experience changing with their yeah. bats yeah because they're they're moving that way with cleats you know stuff yeah like oh, that yeah. is great yeah if we could see that moving to bats because yeah that's the trend everybody wants it to be a little flashier and yeah. their personality comes out yeah and there's there's some companies out there that push the envelope with their coloring right now but major league baseball gives us very strict of like hey these are the colors that it can be hmm. and if you try to get certain shades in there that aren't allowed we're going to hammer you and wow. you know we don't have to, want to have to recreate 24 bats for a guy because like we push the envelope on a red right. um, or an orange other companies maybe have the ability to eat that cost if they get flagged for it sure. and pay the fine for it. But, like, we're not in that position, so we just try to adhere by the rules and, yeah. you know. So they give you, like, specific, like, hex codes, or is it, like, you can go red or you can go <sighs> yeah, that's, maroon? Yeah, it's, or... <laughs> it's so subjective. Mm. Um, it's like, it better not be red, but it, it can kind of be red. <laughs> You're kidding. So it's like, well, oh, that's no. tough, you know? <laughs> um, so, because, you, you know, like, my version of red is red. Yeah. And a lot of other people's are like, well, that's actually mahogany. And I'm like, well, I mean, mahogany is mahogany. Red is red. Yeah, right. You know, like, we're... So, there's some gray areas. Um, and, you know, like, sometimes I'm just like, well, let's just get that other company that has that color. Yeah. A lot of them. And we can color match and say, hey, well, if we're in trouble, they should be in trouble. There you go. But there you go. Like price uh, matching for your competition. Yeah, <laughs> and with the, but with the colors. Yeah, yeah. right, right. It's like, no, Something this isn't petty. red. This it's, is brown. It's petty. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's um, nice. Yeah, this is, this is definitely not red. It's brown. Um, so, but yeah, it's there's a lot of stuff like that that goes yeah. on behind the scenes. And guys are like, hey, well, what colors can I choose from this year? I'm like, same as you could the last yeah. 20, you know? Yeah. Um, hasn't, you know, hasn't changed. Right. So, yeah. That's interesting. So do you do bats for minor leaguers too? Yep. So we've had a little bit more of like a grassroots approach to where it's like, hey, let's find the guys when they're young. Um, mm-hmm. Let's develop the rapport, you know, create some uh, some non-fake but like authentic relationships with them. And we've got some guys that we've lost that I still, like if, if they were to get called up this year, I would go to wherever they're playing, regardless of them using our bats or not. Yeah, it's nice. Um, because, like, my daughter pulls for them. Right. And my wife is like, we've had dinner with them ten times. Mm-hmm. You know, so just because they're not using our bat, I don't know why. And I'm not even going to ask them. Right. Cause I, don't, I mean, I care, but I don't care. It could be the agent got them for free. Sure. Or who knows. 
Um, or they think our bats suck. I mean, that, that could be, you know, I went 0 for 20 with your bat, and it was definitely the bat's fault. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, there's, there's guys that <laughs> yeah. are like that. I wasn't um, over. <laughs> yeah, this, this bat sucks. I haven't got a hit with it. And I'm like, well, you haven't got a hit with a you know, bat you were using for your other 100 at bats either. But, right. But anyway, so, but, you know, there are guys to where, you know, uh, you know, we, we monitor the draft almost like a, a big league club would and say, hey, this is probably going to be a top 10 draft pick. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and start developing a little bit of rapport and relationship with them. And yeah. if, if they come off and they're kind of scummy, then uh, we just don't even deal with them. Less to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, that's kind of nice, actually. So we're, you know, we're kind of recruiting them like a college or a you know, professional organization would. That's really um, interesting. And, 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 but on a much, much smaller scale. Right. Because for us, it's like, hey, we only want three guys. Right. You know, another company might go after 100 guys. Yeah. Um, of hoping that one of those hundred are going to make it in a few years to the big leagues. And for us, it's like, man, we're taking a bigger risk because we're only going after three to five. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, let's go with those three or five. And in 20 years from now, when either they made it or didn't make it, like, we still have a relationship with each other. And yeah. You know, it can kind of go from there. Well, and so. they told their friends along the way. And yeah, no, that – that and bats back and forth. And, yeah, and yeah. It, it, it takes place just naturally like yeah. that, especially in, in the game of baseball. So yeah. – um, but, yeah, so we we definitely do have minor league guys, and it's a rifle approach that we take with them. And um, because we learned, we learned early on, if you say yes to everyone, you're going to fail everyone. Yep. So you have to just say, man – I would love to service you. We just can't do it, you know, yeah. because if we do, it's not going to be the quality that we're looking for. We already have other people we're committed to, yeah. you know, even though everybody's paying. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, you can take on more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. So we have just had to learn early to say no um, to certain people and just, you know, wish them the best and say, hey, this isn't no forever. You might say it's no forever because we told you no, sure. but um, because we care for you. And care for our other guys, we just have to say no. So, how many um, bats does it take to outfit one dude for the whole season? Uh, oh man, that that can be all over the board. Some guys will go through a dozen. Some guys will go through five dozen. Wow. Um, I mean, some guys just break bats like it's hmm. you know popping a freaking sucker open. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it really is crazy. We've had guys that you know they'll break three bats a game, not every game, sure. but. That's you insane, know, though. yeah, we've had guys break two in at bat, and um, I'm like, dang, man, because then it makes you start questioning yourself, like, man, are we sending out like good stuff? And yeah, you know, we know we are, but like, when that and they're like, listen, at the end of the day, one guy gave a phenomenal response. He said, at the end of the day, the club's not going to pay me a major contract on how few of bats I break. Mm-hmm. So when I go up to the plate, I'm swinging as hard as I possibly can, and if I connect. I'm going to do some damage. Yep. If I don't connect, it's because I was looking fastball and it was a slider. I was looking slider and it was a fastball. And guess what? The pitcher got me. But I don't – like, you know, these guys that are messing with me in the clubhouse about, oh, you break 40 bats, you know, in the first six months of the season. He's like, they're the ones that are going to be working at Chili's in a few years. <laughs> so, you know, he's got a little bit harsh of a mentality, but he's like, man, I don't care. Like, I'll break as many bats as it takes as long as I'm putting up homers, doubles, and a decent average. Yeah. So, I was like, I like that. That's good. You know? Like, that kind of killer mentality. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. And yeah. like, I was like 22 years old at the time. So Yeah, wow. Yeah. 
I, he's got his eye on the prize. Yeah, exactly. A hundred yeah. million dollar contract. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what and he shoots right. up. Manny Machado inspired him. Yeah, exactly. So that's a cool approach. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would love to say, oh yeah, I have two, but it's kind of a pride thing of like, well, I don't break that many bats. Yeah. I mean, what does it matter outside of buying the bat? What does it matter? Right. Like you signed for a three point two million dollar signing bonus. You've got enough money to buy bats. Yeah. You know, you bought yourself a, a Benz or a. You know, a souped-up truck or whatever it might something, be. Like you yeah. bought something, you spent one hundred fifty thousand on that G wagon. Yeah, so right. you can buy a couple dozen bats during the year, totally. and like, what does it matter? You know. So what does it take for you to turn out a couple dozen bats? Um, well, with our processes, you know, that I mean that's actually turning the bats is no issue. Um, it comes in with our curing. Mm-hmm. So with the products that we use, it takes several days of curing to go through. Uh, the stages so about the fastest we can do one if we're kind of like forcing it like dry and stuff like that um is two and a half days Mm -hmm. and that's like hey we've waited eight hours like let's go Um, and it might be like we're spraying another coat at one o'clock in the morning so it's not ideal at all sure um but like this is the fastest we can possibly do it type scenario Mm -hmm. um and we you know we do that when absolutely necessary right Mm -hmm. um and then pray that UPS or the post office <laughs> yeah. don't screw it up. And we have had them majorly screw up on yeah. us. Okay. Majorly. So, and the player at the end of the day, they don't care that you paid overnight for, you know, post office or UPS and, like, it's lost in the mail. Nope. Like, they don't believe us. They're like, yeah, right, you just didn't send it out. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, we sent it out. Like, here's yeah. the tracking number. <laughs> you know? They, they don't care because the product's not there. Yeah. So. That's pretty, I mean, it's cutthroat. Yeah. Right? yeah. So one, one quick story to go along with that, Reese Hoskins. So Hoskins was using us just at the end of AAA. I met him down at the Futures, Futures game yeah. um, in Miami. It's when the All-Star game was down there, however many years ago that was. Uh, he was one of three guys that we were going after for both sides, like World and USA. He was one of three. And he wasn't even that, like, have a prospect, you know, like via MLB Top 100 type right, thing. Right, right. But I just kept looking at the swing, and I was like, man, I'm telling you, like, this guy's going to be a dude. Like, he's going to be good. And he doesn't have a ton of outside pressure because he's not, like, the number one overall prospect on MLB's Top 100. Totally. So I was like, man, we need Hoskins. And so I started talking with him, super cool, you know, easy to, to converse with. And um, he's like, yeah, like, let's, let's see if we can't work something out. So made him a few bats. And he had been with the company, you know, for basically his entire minor league career uh, to that point. And, you know, so I kind of felt bad, like, and, and I even told him, like, hey, if they're servicing you well, just stick with them. Sure. You know? But, like, if, you're, if you are actively looking at other companies, we want to be one. Right. Uh, you know, just give, us a, give us a shot. So he said, all right. So anyway, he um, used us, not in the Futures game, because, like, I mean, I gave it to him, like, the morning of um, in the hotel lobby. Like, we're, wow. t- we're talking. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, solid dude. And, he, you know, he texted a couple times, like, following up, like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate the packaging that you did. Like, I could just see there was a lot of intentionality behind what you're doing. You know, it's pretty cool. We don't see that very often. And I was like, yeah, dude, just have fun. Soak it up today. Like, don't even worry about Pat's. And uh, goes, and I guess he's, you know, starts to use this a little bit after the All-Star break. Then he gets called up. Then, you know, I send him a text. He's like, hey, dude, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like, hope you have an amazing opening day or, you know, yeah. first game experience. Yeah. Like, just soak it in, dude. 
uh, have fun with it. Yeah. Like immediate response back, like, thanks, man, you know, whatever. And that was it. And my daughter at the time, her assistant principal was a huge, he's from Philly. Mm-hmm. He's a huge, like, Eagles and Phillies fan, um, like, across the board. Sixers, like, he's diehard Philly. And he's like, hey, man, like, I think Hoskins is using you. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> and um, so I didn't even, like, honestly, I didn't, like, closely watch. Sure. And then a couple more times he's like, oh, man, Hoskins is, like, on a tear. He's hit five home runs in six days or something like that. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Still thinking, dude, he's not using us. But I don't want to be like, you know, Debbie Downer and say, you know, the guy's not using us. So and fast, you don't, you don't want to send a text message either. Like, no, nah. what battery are you using? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Reese, are you by chance using Anchor? Um, so, like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So, um, fast forward a couple more days, yeah. and he's like, you know, they have all kinds of stupid records, but he's the fastest to get to 12 home runs ever in MLB history or right. whatever. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was. And same assistant principal sends me a text like at 11:30 at night. I'm in Florida actually, and I get a text and. It's a screenshot, and I'm like, oh, crap, that's us. So I texted Reese, and I was like, dude, like, keep killing it. He's like, man, I was about to text you tonight, actually. We're in San Diego or wherever they were at, and he's like, I'm down to one bat. I've been using you guys since I got called up to to the bigs. And I'm like, dude, let's go. (laughs) So I literally woke up the next morning, drove back. From Florida. From Florida. We made him half a dozen. And we're shipping it to get him through the rest of the season or what he thought was going to get him through the rest of the season. We worked, like, called my dad and said, hey, go ahead and get him started. Like, let's get the process going. We'll overnight him to Philly. Yeah. Like, we've got to keep Hoskins. Yeah. And because he's very superstitious, like incredibly superstitious. Who, or, yeah. yeah. He was at the time. I don't know if he still is. But, we all um, are, so it's fine. <laughs> and he sends me a text. He hit, like, another bomb in San Francisco and was like, hey, dude, I broke the last bat tonight in my last at bat. I'm like – brother, we got it covered. Yes. Like, you have overnight bats coming to Philly. He's like, you guys are the best. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is going to be like our dude. Yeah. And no crap, the post office lost the package. Oh. And, I mean, it got there three days later, and he was super like, hey, it's all right, stuff like that happens. I'm like, no, it's not. I would have driven like yeah. at that mm-hmm. point in our company, yeah. I would have driven to Philly yeah. had I thought the post office would have screwed it up. For sure. And um and I was just like unfreaking believable. Oh, heartbreaking. So <laughs> like there are stories like that where it's just like, ah oh, man, like that's bad because you know, those are just sometimes it's something that simple and then you're not back in with a guy. Right. You know? For yeah. no for no other reason than just like a crap instance took place. And uh, wow. when we had no control over. Yeah. So, that's anyway. Wow. Yeah. So many questions, but we got to probably wrap this up. Um, we're going to need to get you on the show again, though. This was a great conversation and lots of fun. And we say that to everybody, but that's because the conversations are always awesome. I mean, really, we, and they get better every time. So appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, man. no, absolutely. Where can people find you and, and your stuff? Uh, with social, we are Anchorback Co., um, just, you know, all one word and website, same thing, anchorbackco.com. Beauty. Yep. Awesome. Beauty, eh? Yeah. Love we'll it. Take, we'll take a quick break and then we'll wrap it up, you and I, and be good to go. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so much. 
Baseball family, we really hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. What a great conversation with Matt, and he was just full of knowledge, full of insight, and really fun to talk to. Brad, didn't you think he was easy to talk to? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I had a ton of fun talking with him, and uh, being in this shop there, that was that was awesome. It was an unreal experience. So cool. It was unreal. So, baseball family, we're working hard to bring you more content just like this. Go ahead and tell us what you thought in the comments below. If you have any opinions you'd like to share with us, drop them in the doobly don't doobly do. Excuse me. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and let us know what you think. For sure. And don't forget to stop by baseballtogether.com where you can watch the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, you can submit to our mailbag. Go to the navigation, submit to mailbag, and send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, and also on BaseballTogether.com, there's a link to the shop. Brig, tell them about the shop. Yeah, the shop is at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com, where you can shop this awesome merch that we have going on right now. For those of you watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a 9plusus hat with my hashtag series t-shirt, all uh, New York Yankees. It's my... uh, pinstripe pride t-shirt brad what do you got on tonight i got my arizona baseball together shirt and my pirate hat i wear the pirate hat at least six days a week i would have to say (laughs) six days a week (laughs) that sounds accurate um (laughs) baseball family we drop discount codes and unique offers all of the time in fact we have our audience our hardcore audience members and our, our baseball families what we refer to them as we have our baseball family at a Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, but it is free to join. And it's uh, 9 Plus Us VIPs on Facebook. Jump in there where even more discounts drop more regularly. And you have actual participation in what we produce for the shop. We'll let you in. We're really excited to have you join us as a member of our baseball family. And with that, baseball family, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will catch you next week. Thank you.